0: It was late in the morning when Aragon woke. Book One Aragon, Chapter 26, The Witch and the Werecat. Welcome to Aragon and Back Again, a podcast where we explore Christopher Paolini's inheritance cycle one chapter at a time. I'm Darian Smart. And I'm Lucy Hart. And if you can hear Groering, that's a tiny dog <laughs> he's playing with a tiny cat and if you didn't hear guring that meant lucy edited this out <laughs> it's her first test in editing
1: yes we'll see how i do if Hopefully there's guring. guring
0: that couldn't be removed because it was talking while we were it was growing while we were talking then it didn't
1: matter and it was removed from the audio yep good luck lucy yay we're back we're back thank you all of our listeners for being patient with us through the holidays yes that's insane Things In-
0: happen. <laughs> yes.
1: Holidays are always insane. Mm-hmm. Lucy, yes. do you have any geodes or sparks of inspiration? I think yes. For this chapter specifically, I've been kind of holding on to it. So, oh God, I have to look up the actual name of the video game. So there is a video game I just called Koa. Uh, but it's like Kingdoms of Amalur, I think. Uh huh. Kingdoms of Amalur re reckoning specifically for the re switch because it got rebooted for the switch. It's an old, mm-hmm. it's an older game.
0: Like Kingdom Hearts rechain of memories. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really cool because it's about you start off. As basically a corpse. Like you're dead. Oh. Your character's dead. Oh, okay. And then you get like basically shoved down the chute, and your character wakes up in a pile of dead bodies. Ah! And like has That's some walk- cast Brecker shit. Yeah, it's actually some really cool, really cool shit. So then you have to like walk through like this, because like there's these like gnomes who woke you up using oh. like the well of something. And you <laughs> Don't have to go- worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I honestly it's a I think it's important. I haven't actually beaten the game, but Trying to make this a very short, long story short, uh, you meet this character who's known as like, oh, I can't remember what they're called, but they basically like read people's fates. Mm -hmm. And so what he does is he tries to read your fate and you don't have one. Mm. And it's interesting because he's like, every living thing has a fate. Every living thing has a life in which they are to do something. It's predetermined. Yeah, predetermined. And you are not in that. Like, you are completely set aside. You are free to change that Ooh, completely. That's and so like liberating. Of, yeah. And, like, one of the big things is, like, you have this ability to go into, I can't, again, I can't remember the state. It's been a hot minute since I played the game. Um, but you go into this state where you can change fate itself. And, like, the big thing is, is, like, the fae is in this game. Uh-huh. And it's actually kind of cool because they relive stories. Like, people, Yeah, like, the there's archetypes. different stories. Mm-hmm and there's a, there's a there's a story in which this character dies but when you you get involved with it and you save that person <gasps> that person does not die mm-hmm. and they are just mind blown they're like i was supposed to die and you screwed that up like i don't know what to do now mm.
0: You're like, are ah, like, sorry, man, do you want to join? It kind of sounds like the next part of that. And I, I don't know the game. Is Sorry, man, do you want to join my pirate crew? Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that honestly. That.
1: But And it's, it's like, I can't remember if that's exactly what happens with this fake character or another character. I honestly can't remember. But it is like to that extent. And it's just wild. And you're this anomaly that's mm-hmm. just so interesting. And I just thought that would be fitting with the fate. Yeah, reading uh, of the bones. The, the fate chapter. That game sounds very fun. It's very fun. Lucy, yes.
0: can I tell you about my geode? Yes. I, I think this is the first time I have like a geode, like a thing. Mm-hmm. The reason, big reason, actually, yeah, it's my fault. I'm going to take full responsibility. <laughs> we haven't released an episode in a big chunk of time, and that's solely on me. Luce has absolutely been like, shall we record? And I was like, hell yeah, we shall record. And then the day we're supposed to record, maybe the night before, I got a little tequila drunk watching <laughs> the premiere of the Percy Jackson show. And then I had a nasty hangover in which I just stayed in bed. That's that's whatever. That is not what I want to share with you. Because the next time it was available to record, Lucy's like, shall we? And I was like, you know what? All I can do right now, the only thing I can or want to do for the entirety of my winter break, I do school programming. And so there was no school. So I had no work for a couple weeks. I just wanted to work on my goddamn draft. Yep. And I did. I have 23,000 words written. That is so cool. And 10 chapters. Well, it's 23,000 words typed up, 10 chapters written. So my Geode, I guess, is that. It's becoming. It is yeah. becoming. It is raw and messy. And I actually just now, as I was writing through halfway through chapter 10, because I've written 10 chapters, but I've only typed seven of them. So that's the discrepancy between type words and written words because I physically cannot sit and type nothing on my keyboard. I have to sit on the ground in my bedroom on a pillow against my bed with a notebook and a pencil and a candle burning and it's just that's the only way I can work It's, yeah. it's and then my whole body hurts after I wrote 10 chapters the other day because yeah. I was sitting on the floor for hours <laughs> but and as I'm halfway through chapter 10 I'm like oh, I got it I figured it out I figured out the central part of this character's arc that actually ties these things together really satisfying and now I gotta go back to the beginning and fix it all so it works yep. but that's yep. That's, that's, that's my geode. I have, it is a working title is called Shadows of Magic. Oh, good. Part of what is a working series title being Superstition Springs Mysteries. Yeah. That's sounds the Little Babysitter's Club. I'll figure it out. I know I like Superstition Springs because that is the made up setting of this urban fantasy story. Yeah. So that's, that's it. That's what I did. I'm writing a book. I'm for real. Actually, really writing a book. My goal for myself is to finish the draft before I turn 30 in, as of recording, 26 days. Yep. I can do it. Yeah. I have, I have. now that I've got that one last piece clicked, it actually put the rest of what happens together. Now I just have to like barrel through it and then I can go back and make it work as a story and not just, but I have this, yeah, it's just this giant ass Rajio. It's like, it's just sitting in my room and it's taking up so much space. (laughs) Like y'all, I do a lot of other things and and this is the only thing. It's just it talk about taking all the air out of the room. Yeah. This damn geode is in here. Can't do anything with it yet. Got to polish it. Yep. Yeah, so get ready to hear a lot more about that. <laughs> as I'm it just progresses. Just so excited. Yeah. As it progresses. No, that's I awesome. I think it's neat. I the, the 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 plot element this this character twist made me really excited oh good really excited about it and i'm like that works so well yeah so as it's l- cool
1: when you get that like oh yeah. moment it's very exciting absolutely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yay congrats thanks Luce. yes that's do wanna, awesome do you want this chapter what Do you want to talk about this chapter? Yeah, we can talk about this I chapter. I mean, Angela's back. Angela's we got Angela back. immediately. Fuck immediately. yeah, we do. And we don't just get like a like couple pages of Angela. For us it's, to just like, overblow. <laughs> overblow. Yes, we get a significant amount of Angela. And mm-hmm. I just love every second of it, as well as with Solombum. Yeah. Oh. I love Solombum. So let's do
0: it. Let me get into the chapter summaries, because mm-hmm. I didn't forget. <laughs> The Witch and the Werecat. Angela, the witch, and Solimbum the werecat, spill some spoilers.
1: Ooh, yeah, pretty much. I love that so much. Thank you so much. I was like, I was like, I could go into depth, but that feels like what we got. I'm like, yep.
0: specifically, it was when uh Solimbum gives his prophecy. I'm like my God, that's some big spoilers. You can't just be dropping that. <laughs> <laughs> you just be.
1: I'm and like, wow, it's like, y'all just in yeah. the, the series. And it's like, at this point, like, we know what those are. Yeah. But like, at this point, first time readers. Oh, are you have like, no idea. We don't know what any of any of that is. Cards on the table. I totally forgot they did this.
0: Yeah. Like, I definitely, when I was reading it the first time, and by the time these events actually come to pass, unless they were mentioned by the fact that Aragon remembering Angela told him to do it. I'm not. I don't. This is the thing about me. I'm not good at holding on to not details. I think I'm pretty good at holding on to details about worlds and stuff yeah. and characters. I'm not really good at guessing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not. Yeah. So
1: I don't remember
0: when we have a chapter in which you kind of just gave us whole prophecies about yeah the the things. things. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I'm very. I live in the moment so much. Not to say I don't like hypotheses about what could happen next. Yeah. I really like engaging with that in fandom from other folks. Yeah. Like the theories and headcanons and things and people trying to solve the puzzle. I find that fun and delightful. But my brain just doesn't do that. I'm just I'm just on the ride. I'm just hitting them. You're I'm just here on my sitting. I'm on my little omni mover. I'm just enjoying <laughs> like look at that animatronic. Look at that set. Wow, the ambiance. I'm just having a great time. <laughs> I and like I'm, that. My buddy's right next to me being like, well obviously because this character's here and that character's there. They were interconnected, but they had it that's I'm like, okay. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> This is me shouting out my good buddy, Tim. <laughs> it's not me. That sounded mocking at the end. No, no, no. I just feel like Tim's the kind of person that does that. And I'm just yep. like, we're on the Haunted Mansion in this, uh, to paint the full picture. Yep. Tim and I are on the Haunted Mansion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think that. is applicable to this chapter. Yeah. For me, it's like, I, I'm kind of, a. as I'm older, I've I've done that more where I take pieces apart and I try to like figure it out a little bit or like where mm-hmm. it's going where I'm like oh this is absolutely what's gonna happen uh-huh. I admire the writing and the structure a lot more than I'm older when I yeah. was younger I was definitely like I'm just here for the ride and stuff not saying that I don't enjoy the story now yeah but I'm very much enjoying it as both a reader and a writer yeah that was again no spoilers about Murtag, but that was my whole thing. Oh yeah, Lucy Murtag. read Murtag. <laughs> <laughs> I that was my goal to finish Murtag, read Murtag. At the end of uh twenty twenty three and I did. But that's she all. Did. I'm she did, she like... came
0: right under the wire. Yep. Uh here's the thing. I'm not gonna read Murtag until we get to it, which wow, weird for me. Uh so wanna roll up and throw us some money on Ko Five to a bonus episode about <laughs> Murtag. I'll read Murtag, but, like, that's that's what you, you get a whole bonus episode of us discussing it for anyone who wants to throw us some money. Yeah. If you want to do that, you just let us know. We'll set up a co-fi so you, you can. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not going to read Murtag and we're not going to talk about
1: it. Yep. Not until after the inheritance. So what we are going to talk
0: about is Angela. Is
1: Angela. And I, so, the like, the, it kind of, the chapter, again, kind of starts boring. I know. It's, it's the... It's the world building kind it's, of slow. It's, no, it's fine. It's just yeah. I'm thinking about how
0: we start our episodes with us reading the first sentence. And I yeah. feel like seven out of ten times the first sentence is literally Aragon woke up. Yeah, yeah. It's the easiest transition. I I do Which that a lot. Fine. I, try not I, to. I don't think it's bad for the chapters. Like when I'm actually reading it, I don't think, oh, that's boring. Yeah. I think here we go. It's just when we <laughs> read it for our show, I'm like, wow, what a what a kind of
1: lackluster way to start an episode. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, listeners, you know what we're doing here. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he just kind of goes off. Aragon just goes off into the city, um, and he walks around for a while and then heads back. And then that's this is when the first time he really takes a good look at the herbalist shop. And he peeks through the windows, can't see anything, so he decides to go in. And I absolutely love the aesthetic of this. Oh, this like, eclectic. Like, on the wall, there's a colorful bird over there.
0: Um, I'm not saying a uh, queer-coded magic NPC, but <laughs> Palini has given us a queer-coded magic NPC. <laughs> that's, you don't get plants and colorful birds everywhere from straight people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Then all of a sudden, like, uh, a pair of red eyes suddenly flashed from the dark space, and a large, fierce cat leapt onto the counter. And we soon, fi- soon find out um, I do actually really like the part where he goes on a whim. Aragon reached out with his mind and touched the cat's consciousness gently. He prodded it with his thoughts, trying to make it understand that he was a friend. You don't have to do that, which is how oh. which is how the uh, narrator reads it in air in the that audio book.
0: Oh, that's big Cheshire cat vibes. Oh, it's
1: like that's such so interesting. It's yeah, so big. I love it so much.
0: Yeah, I like. I like. I think that's like that moment of like Aragorn. It's a. It's a big cat. Yeah. Well, like, oh, that's a big. It's cat. It's a big cat. And so he's just like, well, hey, I'm cool. I'm cool, friend. Don't worry about it. I love that Aragorn's instinct is just be like, Hey, man, no trouble. No trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we're cool. <laughs> and, we're cool. But also, it's what's perplexing to me is like Aragorn does it, and I find it delightful. And the cat's like, You don't have to do that. But Aragorn's surprised, and he looks around. And he's like, Sophia? which says to me that they're is not a
1: distinctness not to the mental to, communication there i think there's a not or at least distinction between um their voices because there is like uh, like again, we're not talking too far ahead, but there is a later chapter yes. where he says that sounds like solemn books. Yes, and that's and what so- the
0: roomy that that we were gonna we'll talk about that next episode yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, that's yeah. why we're comfortable bringing it up as a small thing. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is. I was like, oh, that's interesting because yeah. why would he think it's Safira Because it's if it was the first time he ever communicated with another thing. And of mm-hmm. course, I get him being surprised yeah. and looking around, but he's communicated with Brom like this before yep. briefly, yeah. but still has. So it was weird to me that he then he f- mistook thought it, it was Safira. I
1: think they have so in I'll just say in the audiobook, um Safira the uh, the narrator reads Safira with a very growly voice. Mm-hmm. I've shared that before. Yeah, Solenbum is also gravelly, but more like lighter, Cat. a more lilt to his voice mm-hmm. than hers. So I'm thinking it's like they say and like Safira's voice is described as having like a rumbley kind of kind of voice so I'm thinking they they have the same like grumble and Aragorn's just like I don't know if he's ever had anyone other than Safira and Brahm speak to him so he just hears a rumbly voice and he's like Saphira kind of thing
0: yeah I get that I don't know it seemed I think it's weird writing I'm, I'm yeah. just to say I think it's weird that he thinks it's Safira. I think it's totally reasonable for him not to think it's the cat yeah because he doesn't realize this is a magical werecat. cat. Yeah. He thinks it's a big cat. And he's reached his mind out to horses before yep. and they don't speak back. So I'm totally like, yeah, him being like, I don't know what that is and like looking around, he knows Safira so well. Yeah. I find it very odd that he would mistake another presence, not even just voice, he recognizes Safira's yeah. presence. Yeah. So. I think it's it's. I feel that the comedicness yeah. of him thinking it's Sephira undermines because unless, cause like you said, next chapter or two chapters from now, we uh, he establishes that there is a distinctness Distinct. That's to true. the the the, the, That's the true. presence.
1: Because it could have been like Aragon just being like, "Who is that?" Yeah. And then, like, wants to grab, like, a weapon or, and grabs the rod. That's
0: right. That's why he grabs the rod. It's like, I wouldn't do that if <laughs> like, I would end it electrocutes It's so funny. No, it is funny. I love, I think you're right with the comparison that there is a similarity between yeah. the werecat and Sephira. Because these are both, like, they're both magical. They're both yep. very wise. Absolutely. They're both very strange. Like, the werecat. And they're also, we've talked it before. Cats are dragons. Yep. Cats are dragons. Dragons yep. are cats. Like, yeah. Yeah. So if Aragon like, having, like, it was familiar, like, yeah. it it reminded him of Sephira, but he knew it wasn't, but he recognized it was not her. Yeah. That's it. That's all I have on that. Like, that's, yep, it's, I yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's weird. I'm just going to say it's weird. I'm going to say yeah. it's weird. But otherwise, uh, so fun. Yeah. Solemnbaum is so fun.
1: He's so, he's such cat energy, and mm-hmm. I am here for it. Yep,
0: you aren't very smart for a dragon rider. I did, I did warn, warn you. you.
1: Yep, <laughs> you said that. Who else? But you're just a cat. And then that's—I love that when he's like, "You're just a cat," and he gets so angry. He's like, "Do I look like other cats?" Then what makes you think I am one? And just—he's so—and I like it because pride.
0: Yeah, cats. Are cats. Just,
1: Th- like the vanity. V- like the Sephira. vanity. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a dragons, dragon's. Dragons are like, cats. I, to correct your mistake, am a weird cat. There aren't many of us left, but I think even a farm boy should have heard of us. I I didn't know you were real. <laughs> and then he's like, has a little, like, oh, a weird cat. Oh, yeah. They're always like in stories, but they're not really that. Yeah. They're um, flitting
0: around on the edges of stories, keeping to themselves and occasionally giving advice. Very. The fox, very trickster archetype.
1: Yep, and then Solomub does drop one of the best lines. I know you were considering reading that. Yeah, we we be by the credit. We briefly considered just not doing
0: the first sentence and finding something else. But then when Lucy's like, we should keep it one sentence, and I'm looking at the three sentences Solomub reads, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to follow that rule. We should just keep it. To the <laughs> stop. We'll keep it the first sentence, so I don't get frustrated not being able to do. Yeah, more. It's it's better. Knowledge is independent of being. I did not know you existed before you bumbled in here and ruined my nap. Yet that doesn't mean you weren't real before you woke me.
1: And I like Aragon just being so humbled. Like I'm sorry I disturbed you. Aragon is so polite. He's really polite. What a polite young man. He really is. He kind of like disturbs me. Yeah, sorry that. And then later he asks for his name. And I, I don't know if we know this very much. Uh, but he drops a line that's really interesting that will come back in the later books, mm. where it's like, "I go by many names. If you were looking for my proper one, you will have to seek elsewhere." Which current, ter- like now, writers they're like, "I or readers, excuse me, they don't like that probably over their but, head." But
0: we did, we have talked about having a, a true, true name. name. Okay, yes, that's something I honestly can't remember. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's been but awesome. but yes, uh, Aragon. Brom discussed Discuss it. And Aragon talked name. about oh, still wanting right. to know what his is. His so. true name.
1: That's right. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, here Solombom does hint at that. And then he goes, But you, however, you may call me Solenbaum. Uh And then Aragon's like, again, proving very polite boy. Thank you, said Aragon seriously. And then Solombom's purring grew louder. Mm-hmm. So, he just Solombrum is just approving of Aragon. Yep.
0: Instantly like, Because mm, yeah. cats, cats know. You yep. can tell instantly. Cats, no. Instantly. Cats know. Like that, he knew
1: for the second Aragon walked in that he was a dragon rider. And not just a dragon rider, but he's like a good person. Trustworthy. That Aragorn is trustworthy. That Aragorn is worth his time.
0: Because he could be a dragon rider. And also just like that being a dragon rider would not be inherently worthy of the attention or respect from a werecat.
1: Absolutely. So
0: it's not just the the fact that Aragorn is a dragon rider. I think it is because he is Aragorn. Yep. And I think this sequence with Aragorn interacting with Solomon demonstrates why that is. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: I also just want to, when he talks, when the werecat talks about having many names, however you may call me solemn bum it's just gives me big jellical cat vibes yeah (laughs) and i just i just i I, listen i like i like cats the musicals yeah it's fun um (laughs) the jellical cats having all their jellical names and yep it's funny so their secret names and their cat names and their family names and
1: yeah i love it it's it's very good um and then Our girl shows up, and our girl shows up, and then our girl shows up, and then that's literally the rest of the chapter is Mm -hmm. Angela and Aragon, and I love their interaction. She enters with a cloth bag full of plants.
0: To be clear, when I
1: said queer-coded magical
0: NPC, (laughs) I'm not exaggerating.
1: She's she's so good, and I love like the first thing she says is, "He says he he says you talked with him. You could talk with him too." Of course, but that doesn't mean he'll say anything back, and I love that. Yeah,
0: he likes you. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's unusual.
1: I love that so much. And then he likes you. That's unusual. Most of the time, Solomon doesn't show himself to customers. In fact, he says that you show some promise given a few years of works. (laughs) Thanks.
0: It's a compliment (laughs) coming from him.
1: You're only the third
0: person to come in here who has been able to speak with him. The first was a woman many years ago. The second was a blind beggar. And now you. You. But I don't run a store just so I can prattle on. Is there anything you want? Or did you only come in here to look?
1: Yep. This this is a business woman. She's she's like, a business. I do. mm, Are you going to buy something? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, if you're in, you got to buy something. I remember reading this and like, like not that long ago when we were reading the chapter and I was like, oh yeah, I know who the blind beggar is. And then I had to stop. And be like, I don't know if I'm mixing two book series together. Because in another book series, there was also a blind beggar. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to wait and see if that blind beggar comes up again because I don't I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I think Paolini is good at sprinkling in comments that are lost among more pressing details that will turn around and be a bigger deal much later and are a thing you will only realize going back and reading it and be like, oh, that's what happened there. That's why you said that.
1: Yeah. But- and I do like this first pass, just like her bringing up the that he's the third person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we and I like I think I remember reading this the first time and being like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like not thinking that we're gonna go into depth with these two other people. Yeah, it just, I then, thought it was just to show Aragon is special. Yep, and then we do at
0: least one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just talk. kinda talk about Angela just a little bit more before? Yeah. I love her being, like, got his clock that he went to see the other stores, and there are lots of stores that are, like, in the market. Yep. Hers is the only one, like, crammed between all of these, like, wealthy houses. Yep. Um, because she's smart, and she's a witch. So they roll... So she literally says, he's like, oh, the rich fool lords pay me for love potions and the like. I never claim they work, but for some reason they keep coming back. Yep. And... Uh, would you like your fortune told? I do that too for the rich, full ladies.
1: Yep. And that's, and that was, I was going to bring up that line too if you didn't, but because it was like, it's like, yeah, of course she's situated in like the rich part of town. Mm-hmm. People just walk by, like, oh, let's get our fortune read. Yeah, and just have for the, fun stuff. The money to yeah.
0: throw at, yeah. at just. And she's just, yeah, so she gets to live comfortable with all of her plants and yep. her cat friend, and they just vibe. Yep. And it's very good. She's like, I make love potions. I don't say they work. They just come in and be like, can you make me a love potion? And I say, yeah, I can make you a love potion. <laughs> it's just, and it's, it's like... It's just tea. <laughs> it's, it's just tea. So I just read, it's the Twisted Tales of Princess and the Frog. I just read it for the Muses. And it gives, it's really great. I highly recommend it. It's super fun. Yeah. But it gives you points, like POV from the Shadow Man, oh, Dr. Cool. Felicia. Yeah. And one of the things he talks about is how he's got a client who (laughs) wants, who's in love, he's a cobbler and he's in love with this lady. Yeah. And so he's, uh, Felicia is giving him some whatever potion. Oh, just keep drinking it. And he's like, it worked. She smiled at me today. But what Felicia is doing is he's going over and putting like stones and nails in front of this girl's house. So it fucks up her shoes. So she has to go to the cobbler more. Oh my gosh. And I thought that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> like not just giving like here's a fake love potion, but like actually having to
1: do the hustle. Go through the To work. make it feel yep. like
0: it was working because it was working. She was seeing him more often. They yep. were getting along really well. Yeah. And he had like confidence. He's like, I've got a love potion. I'm not nervous to be around her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't think Angela's doing that.
1: No. But it just
0: made me think of she's like, I didn't say it works, but like sometimes power of suggestions
1: all it takes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I like that that's very good yeah um, and then yeah she offers to read his fate and Aragorn's first like kind of on edge about it he's like I don't know cause like she pulls out knuckle bones of a dragon mm-hmm. and it's like oh like
0: she actually. I haven't used these in so long I almost forgot where they
1: were and then but unlike tea leaves crystal balls or even divine cards they have true these have true power they do not lie though understanding what they say is complicated Mm -hmm. And then like, and then I love that she gives, she's not, she just doesn't do it. She's like, if you want me to, I will do this.
0: Yeah. Cause she, the reason she, cause she's like, he's like, ah, my, I'm afraid my fortune is pretty much unreadable and I don't have any money. Yeah. And Angela looks at Solombum and she's like, I think, okay, you know, hold on. I'll be right back. Yep. And then she brings the bones and she says, she tells him that she has only offered, he's like, why would you, why are you offering? Yeah. This is free. Like, this is weird. She's like, oh, because Solomon because she offered it to the other two people he spoke to, the woman yep. and the beggar. The beggar said no. The woman said yes. Yep. And her name was Selena.
1: Yep. There it is.
0: That's, uh For uh, those who don't recall, maybe you won't. Uh, I mean, I didn't until Aragon said it.
1: That's his mother's name. Yep. And I do like how, It hits him. Emotion overcame Aragon, bringing tears to his eyes. Selena, he whispered to himself, his mother's name. Mm -hmm. Could it have been her? Was her destiny so horrible that she had to abandon me? And that's like that last thread. I mean, like he's very uncertain about who his parents are. He knows Mm -hmm. his mother, his father not at all. He has thought about that. Yeah. To
0: this point, like he's, it's his mom. He knows, because he knows who his mother was. Yeah. But I as of yet, we have not gotten a sing Aragon has not spent a moment wondering who his father is. Yep.
1: And it's just I do think like there is this like just this deep seated like curiosity because there is curiosity surrounding his mother. Mm-hmm. And so he's so here her name comes up and it probably brings up all of those emotions. And Alini yeah. does a really good job doing that emotion emotion overcame Aragon just yeah. like that bumble bubbling up mm-hmm.
0: and also like Angela says that uh she regretted it too her fortune was bleak and painful I don't think she believed it not at first yeah and he asked like do you remember anything and she's like uh I love I love the prose of the way Angela speaks in this yes it was so long ago the details have melted into the rest of my memory which isn't as good as it used to be Besides, I'll not tell you what I do remember. That was for her and her alone. It was sad, though. I'll never forgotten the look on her
1: face. Yep. And it just like, again, it's just like, holy cow. Like, Mm -hmm. well, it does make you curious. But you also have to respect Angela because not only does she prove herself to be completely trustworthy right here. But she also um, is just like. Like I don't know, it just puts a sense of professionalism on her. Yeah, that you're like she knows what she is doing because she is so like she's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you like absolutely yeah. not. It's 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 so different
0: than the toad interaction. Yeah. But not
1: it is it is as
0: if the alignment of she is chaotic, yeah, is still present. But it's like she shifted from being like
1: a weird old lady. Oh, she just seems.
0: <laughs> it's funny. He notes like, why do you keep complaining about your memory? You're not old. She's like, yeah, that's so sweet of you. Yeah. I actually have to eat my own herbs. Yeah. Uh, you I'm so much older than you think I am. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, what? I
1: get the weird lady Place. next door. <laughs> yeah,
0: the weird lady next door. Too like she's still chaotic, but rather than seeing, um uh uh not not uh, i mean silly is the word but it is more just like um not vapid not grounded uh she just seems frivolous there we go she i was frivolous. i was almost
1: there i was like frivolous yeah, yeah
0: here she seems in- she is chaotic and incredibly serious
1: oh yeah absolutely and, and it's it- like i do like that she she takes it serious too cuz she's talking about oh yeah like knowing one's fate can be really rough and and she is serious the whole time yeah and it's just, it's very, again, we, we've we talked before about, like, matching tone with, like, kind of what's going on mm-hmm. and, like, you know, balancing tone. And, like, this fits tone so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it fits Angela. It's not like, it's not like Pellini is trying to shove Angela into this plot point that doesn't fit her. Yeah. It does. It suits her completely. Yeah,
0: yeah she's the witch next door. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And.
0: Aragon does agree to it, but because he's like, well, if my, m- if it was my mother and she could bear to have her fortune told, I, I can, can too. And I'm like, Aragon, I don't think that's the right takeaway. <laughs> I don't, I think if your mother was here, she'd tell you, I wish I didn't have my fortune. I'm mean, Angela saying she seemed to regret it. But yep. sure kid, let's roll. Yep. Um, and she, she does. And she doesn't just like, she throws the bones and says three words of magic.
1: Do you want me to say them? You should. Yes, please. Audiobook. Audiobook. She does. <laughs> Listener of the audio. Yes. She. Manon, Weirda. Hugan. And toss bones into the onto the mm-hmm. cloth. They fell all. They fell all jumbled together. Gleaming in the faint light, which I also really like that aspect Mm -hmm. because it's like that gives them a sense of power. Like we know they're powerful. They're dragon knuckle bones. Mm -hmm. But that also I feel like just illuminates more of like they are magical.
0: Yeah. And she's channeling magic to do it. And then
1: Aragorn Mm -hmm. recognizes that. That's from the uh, Mm -hmm. ancient language. Mm -hmm. And realized with apprehension that to use them for magic, Angela must be a witch. She had not lied. This was a true fortune telling. Mm -hmm. And that's like, ah! I'm I'm kind of just
0: over here like, this woman is an herbalist. Her house is full of plants. There's a magical board. There's a big colorful bird in the corner. There's a cat over there. You're just now Now realizing she's a witch? (laughs) Yeah anyway
1: (laughs) yeah, i feel it i feel it uh
0: and i i love it's it's effort i love that there is effort because when she leans back she's like has to wipe her brow and like pull out a wine skin like get me a gatorade like this kid i also
1: i really like that do you want so she yeah i do like for me like that's kind of um really like what did you see in those bones because she was like Ooh, I need, I need a drink. Do you want a drink? 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 <laughs> oh my god. I, like, she hasn't even told him yet, but she's like Do you might want a drink? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then she confirms it. Uh this, she said, wiping her mouth, is the hardest reading I've ever done. <sighs> And I like how he, I like how she, like, Aragon said it kind of flippantly, like, oh, my fate, like, you know. Is unreadable. Is unreadable, mm-hmm. kind of. He said it kind of flippantly, but she's like, you were right. Your future is nigh impossible to see. And I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know if we jump, yeah, we don't jump too much into Aragon's reaction to that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, whoo.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, and I, but Solomon jumps to check it out closer. Yep. Because he's, he's interested. Yep. And just like some highlights, Uh, infinity or long life. This is the first time I've seen it come up in someone's future. Most of the time, it's the Aspen or the Elm. Both signs that a person will have a normal span of years. Yep. Whether this means you will live forever or that you will have only an extraordinary long life, I'm not sure. Whatever it foretells, you may be sure that many years lie ahead of you. No surprises there. I am a writer. That Aaron says it in his head. And I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> and I'm I'm just I'm just over here like, well, yeah, Aragon, you're a writer, and you have learned that writers' lifeline or lifespans are tied to their dragons, and dragons live a very long time. So you do have the potential to live for a very long time. Yeah. I would like to remind you, Aragon, my 15 year old friend, a man of this world, <laughs> that you are trying to track down um deadly monster assassins who work for the king, who Also would very much either like to have you under his control or dead. Yep. And Angela just told you that you are going to live for a long time. Yep. And does that not tell, like, I am so surprised at how sometimes Aragon is so, like, thoughtful. Yeah. And, like, introspective. And sometimes he's the biggest fucking idiot I've hung out with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel like that sums up a 15-year-old so Yeah, well. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, well. you're
0: like, well, I'm a writer. She's only going to tell me what I already know? It's like, no, Aragon, you know you have the potential to live a long life. You were just told you will live a long life. You don't want to think about whether that long life is going to be a happy one or whether, like, what that will entail. Yeah.
1: Like he's just like, yeah. And I do think, like, I feel like that's very, again, like, that's very 15-year-old. Like, taking yeah. the, cer- like, can be very deep in thought. And, like, some I feel like sometimes young kids can, like, pull out this, like, pockets of wisdom and you're like where did you get that yeah from? how'd you have that yeah and then but then also times like this it's like where they don't they see they're too close to the picture to see what yeah, they fully don't entails. see the the pieces and that's, or holding ab- it up i absolutely yeah, and that is point. aragon yeah in yeah, this yeah. moment you were gonna say something about the the life no i was just gonna say uh and the symbol is a long horizontal line with a circle resting on it Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that's the one where she's, like, I've never seen that pop up before. And it's, like, great. <laughs> yeah. Other things in it. Uh, there's something you've... I think we
0: cut this. The dream. The dream of leaving. That's been a thing we talked about, right? He has a dream? He does have a dream, yes. Of leaving.
1: Of leaving. He. But no, he, he, he has a dream
0: of someone leaving on a boat. Yeah. He
1: doesn't have a dream of himself. So... Yes, there is that dream, but we don't know what that is. Like, mm-hmm. we know what that is. He just dreams that there... He doesn't... He has no idea what the dream is. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But that... But the the ship that comes back here, because the ship is one of the ones, and it points that you will leave this land, and yep. you will never come back. Your fate will be to leave this land forever. Where you will end up, I know not, but you will never again stand in Alagasia.
1: Yep. And it's... I do like that the we have that ship connection. Yeah. with with that dream. I don't know if I'm trying to find it. Okay. He watched as a group of people on proud horses approached a lonely river. Many had silver hair and carried tall lances. A strange fair ship waited for them, shining under a bright moon. The figures slowly boarded the vessel. Two of them, taller than the rest, walked arm in arm. Their faces were obscured by cows, but he could tell that one was a woman. They stood on the deck of the ship and faced the shore. A man stood alone on the pebble beach, the only one who had not boarded the ship. He threw back his head and let out a long, aching cry. As it faded, the ship glided down the river without a breeze or oars out onto the flat, empty land. The vision clouded, but just before it disappeared, Aragon glimpsed two dragons in the sky. And that's chapter 12. Yeah. And so, like, that's, that's, the, it kind of, like, is reminiscent of that. And I guess, like, at this moment, we don't know if that's...
0: Yeah, we don't, we don't, but it is interesting that the symbol of leaving to never return is a ship. And we yeah. had that
1: really Interesting weird, d- Yeah, dream.
0: interesting... Dream, yep. To revisit, uh, other things just to highlight real, uh, the death is quickly approaching. A loss, uh, betrayal. I love his reaction with that. He's like, Rowan
1: would never. And she's
0: like, I wouldn't know. Yeah,
1: she's like, I, I don't know. Cool, man. All right, right,
0: cool. Oh, and then, ugh, ugh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I know this sucks (laughs) to hear. Like, we we go into this being, like, spoiler-free. We're revisiting. We're going. And I just hate this. I did ever since I was a kid reading this. I just, I just, and maybe reading again through now as an adult, I will find it more satisfying in some way. I'll find it more complex and nuanced. Um,
1: but I don't at the moment. And I just say, ugh. Yep. When we get to the epic romance. Mm -hmm.
0: It was a rose bloom inscribed between the horns of a crescent moon an epic romance is in your future extraordinary as the moon indicates for that is a magical symbol and strong enough to outlast empires i cannot say if this passion will end happy but your love is of a noble birth and heritage she is powerful wise and beautiful beyond compare
1: i in the audiobook she reads that's read as and beautiful beyond compare uh, <laughs> Can I? I want, I want to take it again. I want to take it again. <clears throat> Here, I can actually pull that up. No, no, no. I, oh, I want. Yeah. I want. I want to try to read
0: it again with more, like, um, less um, investment yeah. in, in <clears throat> an epic romance is in your future. Extraordinary, as the moon indicates, for that is this magical symbol and strong enough to outlast empires. I cannot say if this passion will unhappily, but your love is of a noble birth and heritage. She is powerful, wise, and a beautiful beyond compare.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give it a little bit more mustard.
1: And I do... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. I was going to say, I do like Aragorn's reaction to that. He's like, how could that ever happen? I have no more standing than the poorest of farmers. And I do like that aspect just in... In the setting of this book, yeah. where there is like still dowries and yeah, 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 there like is practical marriages,
0: deep class structure. Yeah. I would like to remind Aragon again that you are a dragon rider. The thing you <laughs> thought of four pages ago when you scoffed at the idea of needing to know you were going to have a long lifespan, and I just, I think this also indicates that Aragon does not fully understand what that means. Yeah, he does not get what it means to be a, a dragon, dragon rider, rider. He like doesn't he just under- he just he understands from the idea of like a, a legendary the stories he grew up with like of like the riders were like noble and they were heroes and they protected yep. the empire but he does not have any context for what that would have meant in an actual like socioeconomic thing what that would have meant actual standing a dragon rider would have inherently had in this culture yep
1: as we said, like, when he first kind of starts, like, realizing, he's he's understanding more a little bit, day by day, the importance and significance of being a dragon rider, but doesn't, again, like you said, fully comprehend the weight that yeah. is behind what a dragon rider is, and, like... It's even. It's not even like that because I'm pretty sure, like way back uh, hundreds of years ago, like they were they you know responsibilities and all these things. But Aragon is the first dragon rider outside of Galbatrix's control. He has like inherited one of the most single important roles in all of Allegasia yeah. and has no full understanding of what that actually means. That's
0: and that, that's I think that we're swinging back to Aragon being like wildly fifteen years old. Yep. And I don't and unlike the what I said earlier, like, I think him thinking it was Safira was just like, I think that's a silly white writing decision. I think this is intentional on uh Paulini's part of like, again, just he's fifteen. He's fifteen. He's fifteen. And so he has like a he, he does not he understands it in the most abstract of ways. Yep. But has yet to actually connect that abstract fantasy detail to what it would look like in a real life setting. Yep. Like it is not concrete. Yep. It is just a story.
1: Yep, and I think like there is there is that reality where we too, like even us like we like watch something like or a real something and we're like, "Oh, that's not that's over there. That's not actually here." And that is Aragon Like he's like, "Yeah, I'm a writer, but like that it's it's it, like mm-hmm. it's just parted in his mind and again pauline does such a good job mm-hmm. explaining and showing and all of that so it's just very good overall and i really yes yeah very good
0: and then i think i mean that's it she talks about how his like his fate is just like incredibly tangled and bizarre yep. but also how he is where there's a the passage about him being free oh here it is Beware of losing your way, for you are one of the few who are truly free to choose their own fate. That freedom is a gift, but it is also a responsibility more binding than chains.
1: Yep. Very good. And I think, like, that's what reminded me of Koa a little bit. Yeah. It was just that aspect of... You were unbound. Whole, yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I also really, I like Aragon's. Um, Even though, like, we've discussed, like, this kind of, like, detachment of, like, his full responsibilities, he understands that, unfortunately, nothing she said will make sense until it has already happened, if it really does. And And I do understand, and for me, it really, Oedipus? Oedipus. Oedipus, we're trying mm-hmm. to run from fate and then smack dab into it. You just run right into it. Yeah, yeah, and Aragon, in any way, shape, or form, is not going, well, I have to get away, I have to change this. He's just accepting, almost immediately. He's like, well,
0: that's what I asked for, I guess. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I just, now I, I know. do like that. Yep, I do really like mm-hmm. that of... Um, and I do, uh, so like after I was, I was, there, yeah, you're, no, you're good. You're um, then like, so a little bit after that, uh, she's kind of taken aback by him is because he tells her you used words of power. And she goes, what I wouldn't give to see how the rest of your life plays out. You can speak to werecats, know of the ancient language and have a most interesting future. Also, few young men with empty pockets and rough traveling clothes can expect to be loved by a noble woman. Who are you? And he goes, I am Aragon. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Aragon, that's the biggest fucking giveaway you could have ever fucking done. But,
0: but, he's, but he does clock that, like, okay, the yeah. werecat knew I was a writer. Yep. He's gonna tell Angela. Yeah, absolutely. She just read My Fortune for me. And like we said earlier, when she would not tell him what Selena's yep. what she remembers, like, she's, she's like, he's trust- like, she's trustworthy. Yep, absolutely. And so, and I love he says, like, I am Aragon. Yep. Is that who you are or your name? Both. Both.
1: And, it's and just- that's and that's also
0: that's when we swing back to him being like surprisingly like insightful. Yep. Yeah, that is exactly
1: correct. Yeah, absolutely. And then she goes, "Now I'm now I'm all the more interested in seeing how your life will unfold." Mm-hmm. And I just look. hey, who's your buddy? And then yeah, who's your buddy, Brom? And then she just starts dying laughing. Oh, I love that.
0: Like, I'm so sorry. No, 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 don't be upset. Um, it's only that. Well, he is known by those in my profession. I'm afraid the poor man's doom or future, if you will, is something of a joke with us.
1: And Don't insult him. Aragon gets yeah. mad, yep.
0: And we're just like, yeah, fair. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're trying to like it's like is it's so the her laughing about what she's referring to as Brahm's doom is what's so interesting because usually you would get like if someone is his, his if someone is fated to have something that is so impactful that witches and werecats know about it yeah you'd think it would come with a little bit more reverence a little bit yeah more like, oh wow i didn't that's what but she's she finds it so fucking funny yeah and She's like
1: oh my god the guy was the, the, the toad guy from what wrong <laughs> oh my god yeah it's yeah. so funny it's just like he's his his doom or, or future, future, if you will, is something of a joke. And that's like, why are you laughing about if Brahms has a doom? Why are you laughing about his doom?
0: I think that swings us back to remembering that she is not what she
1: appears. Yeah, like we've just absolutely. had. Yeah, like
0: she's like a witch who doesn't look her age, who speaks to wear cats, who sells love potions that she knows doesn't work. Yeah, that we that she is someone who laughs at the doom of a character we like. So it's it, it kind of is a stark reminder to the reader. I think we've grown like rather affectionate. We love Angela. Oh yeah. But I think this chapter is like you kind of grow affectionate to this character who's been like very kind, very interested, and uh, in this like really cool chapter with Aragon. Yep. Just to remind you that she's not like Aragon. Yep. She is not. She is. Oh, she is a different if, being.
1: I think if Aragon is lawful good, uh, she is uh, chaotic. Chaotic. Law- Chaotic, chaotic, good, neut- chaotic uh, lawful, or I mean, she's chaotic, chaotic neutral. neutral? Yeah, yeah. I, she's she's chaotic neutral, but she wouldn't like ever join Galba Yeah, at least that's the vibe I get. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. she is chaotic neutral, but she would never go to like the dark side. Yeah, she so she
0: would do a lot of things to empower herself and her comfort, but she would not ever. Align herself with a moral. Yes, like she does not care for law, and she yeah. is like as a little bit more flippant about what other people find most valuable. But there, is, she has her own internal sense of morality that she would not cross. Yep,
1: absolutely, I agree. It. Um, and anyway,
0: then, so yeah, the bomb rolls up and with some Solomon,
1: Oh, it's so good! Like, you can read that yeah, if you want. Oh my gosh, it's it's. I love so. what Angela
0: just gave us. I think what Aragon has clocked is that I won't know that until it comes to pass. And all that is kind of things that you will not necessarily forget, but you can't spend time like trying to unravel and figure out what it means because there's like yep. no concrete detail, no yep. name, no date, nothing. Just yep. vibes. Yep. Solombum rolls up with a checklist. Yep. Listen closely, and I will tell you two things. When the time comes and you need a weapon, look under the roots of the Manoa tree. Then, when all seems lost and your power is insufficient, go to the Rock of kuthian and speak your name to open the Vault of Souls.
1: And then just walks away. And then just drop, mic drop, and then walks And Aragorn's like, Thanks. what the fuck was
0: that? And Angela's like, I didn't hear what he said. And I, it was just for you.
1: And I like, Angela is like, I don't, and you what you just said, is uh-huh. Angela's like, I don't, Want to know? I don't need to know. Like that. He that's spoke not my. To you not my circus. Only... Not my monkeys.
0: Exactly. Because yeah, I think that's also Angela's vibe. She's very not my circus. Not my monkeys.
1: Not my circus. Not my monkeys. I'm just here. She. She's like Are you enjoying the story. I'm just here for the ride, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's that's the game. Yep. That's all, basically the end of the chapter. It, mm-hmm. he goes on to he meets up with Safira, tells everything about tells everything what happened, and then she says. You know, remember you should remember what the wear cat told you it's important. I like that she says remember what the wear cat told you. Not necessarily
0: remember what Angela cuz it's yeah. like I think we just said like nothing Angela told him will be helpful. Yeah. It'll just be a thing that he'll know happens later. later it's really on. just setting up the fact that Angela is who she claims to be yep. in terms of like magic and powerful and to be respected. Yep. Um, but remember what the werecats said. Yeah. Remembers
1: what the werecat said. And then they kind of talk about telling Brom and then, old, and then I like Safira. Do you think you can lie convincingly to him? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> and so they decide not to tell Brom. Uh, then they go back to the city and they just, because Brom went off to like, try to look at some records. Yeah, they're the, trying to
0: access the records because they're trying to get the, the, the oil. Cause that's yeah, what trying to find
1: out where the oil is sent to.
0: Yeah. And this, <laughs> the administrator of the trade is the worst sort of bureaucrat. He abides by every rule. The lights he's making in his oaths whenever it can be inconvenienced. Someone at the same time believes he's doing good. Then he won't let us see the records? No, nothing I could say would sway him. He even refused bribes, substantial ones too. (laughs) I didn't think I'd ever meet a noble who wasn't corrupt. Now that I have, I find I prefer them when they're greedy bastards.
1: (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) He's just so, he's like, the one time, the one time there is a non-greedy, corrupt nobleman and that pisses me off. This <laughs> motherfucker's over here run around being, like, lawful good. Yep. Can't have it. It's so good. And then, yeah. oh, I was just going to say, then the base chapter ends with being like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to read. And then we're going to give this man a nasty surprise. Yep. Like, what
0: does that mean? Don't worry
1: about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And then they sit down for dinner. That's an awkward dinner. Yeah. The, wait. Helen?
0: Not happy with
1: this situation. At not all. jazz that Brahman and Aragon
0: are still there. Like also, I th- has not spoken a line of dialogue since she opened the door. Yep. She has said nothing. nothing.
1: I do think that speaks volumes to just like how furious she is about the situation. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she's like, but I'm being a host right now. And I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Or anything like... It's just... It's it's tricky. Yeah. And uh, I just feel for her. Mm-hmm. I do. Hera's
0: literally like, I have a cheerier meals at funerals. Yep. And that's a chapter. Yep. Lucy, what is our writing takeaway for this episode?
1: That's a good thing. I think... The way that this is a real so this whole chapter is really good foreshadowing.
0: I mean, yeah, it straight up tells it's, us what's gonna happen. It straight up yeah. tells
1: us what's happened, but in a way that doesn't feel awkward mm-hmm. or in like the author trying to explain to the reader what is happening. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I think the for I guess for me it would be like if if you want to foreshadow something, Try to make it as natural as possible. Don't force it. Yeah. So that. that I think mm-hmm. that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. I think I'm into that. Yeah. I
1: I, I can't really think of one that's, like,
0: more, cons- like, very concise. I think, like, a lot of we talked about, like, how Angela's character is is demonstrated yeah. in this chapter is very complex. Yeah. And intentional. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I don't, like, I'm not saying every character should be like, Angela is. Yeah. But... And it's hard to talk about why I think the way Angela's written in this chapter is important without, you know, talking Spoilers. about things in the future. Yeah. yeah. But if you know you're going to bring a character who's not going to be around a lot, but when they show up, you want your readers to sit and pay attention. You don't. It's called the first impression
1: yeah like really
0: figure out that first impression for the characters you don't want your reader to forget
1: yeah i feel like in that situation you really want to um oh gosh what's the meme i'm bringing a meme into this the the drink and the pointing oh yeah yeah. that you want that reaction mm-hmm. when the character comes back yeah like you want that first meeting yeah so impactful they're like oh yeah you don't
0: want who is this like, even if you don't remember that character's name. Yeah. When you see them again, you should be like, oh my god, the witch! The witch with the bones! Yeah. Like, that. Like, I've read book series where a character comes back that I haven't seen in, like, a couple books. And I'm like, and who are you? And all the characters are like, oh my god, it's them. And I'm over yeah. here like, and who are you? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what happened? I'm volunteering to be here, so, like, if you want me to remember them, you really have to make sure I remember them. Like, yeah, yeah. the characters remember. They have to be here. I don't. So, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, like, it's okay to pour a lot of time into a character that you want your readers to remember.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like that.
0: Shall we, uh, shout out just a little bit of yes! our...
1: let's do some shout outs. We haven't done it in a while. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> there, someone had a Geo. Lucy, you were telling me we've yes, got a Geo. Let me
1: let me grab that.
0: Lucy, yes. I forgot something. Oh, no. no. This, is, this is actually something we should have done at the top, and I uh got distracted because I was really excited to talk about how much I've been writing on working on my book. Yeah. We owe the Oregon Coast an apology. Yes. We just formal apology to the Oregon Coast. Oh no. Because my girlfriend got mad at me about the comments we the disparaging comments made on this podcast regarding the Oregon Coast. Oh no. <laughs> so Uh, this, this is me formally apologizing (laughs) to the Oregon coast. We don't need to go any more details than that. I just,
1: I'm sorry to the Oregon coast (laughs) for a lot of
0: reasons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, someone has a geode. Let's talk about that. We'll talk about a geode. (laughs) Yeah. So we, so we got a message from a, uh, user on Instagram by the name of perhaps Devante. And they say that their geode is that they managed to get a rough draft of a poem out of themselves after having not written anything for several months yay good And that job is, yes, that's so that wonderful that is awesome like and i think that's so cool too because i've talked about it before any writing is mm-hmm. progress anything you can do is progress that is that is such an accomplishment that is you should yep. feel great mm-hmm. like that is awesome congrats like amazing absolutely yep yep that's that's so good um and then we did get one other message on Instagram from our active listener and correspondent, Curtis. Curtis! Curtis says, uh, My favorite side character ever is Tristan Farron from James Harriet's. All Creatures, Great and Small series. The whole series is an autobiography about being a vet in rural England in the 1930s, and it can get pretty serious. But Tristan brings chaotic drama to any situation he enters, and it's amazing. My favorite of his hijinks is when he dresses up like a ghost to scare people along the road, and someone stops their car and chases him with a stick some scooby-doo shit yeah, it's so good I love Chris. That Tristan wow I love, just, wow, I good... love
0: Tr- Tristan, this, yeah. is on, Curtis, Tristan. <laughs> this is my new Curtis Tristan I never read these things this is my new favorite boy yeah
1: I do love that image of just trying to scare people and I do I do think someone would just be like you know what we're not having any of this I'm like getting out of the car and just <laughs> face <laughs> in like, stop it you can't do that yeah, Velma just... you stop that <laughs> yeah Velma exactly mm-hmm. absolutely but yes thank you for sharing Curtis
0: uh, I want to real quick, this is something uh, from October that oh, we never got. I wanted yeah. to. Uh, friend Dalton oh, has Dalton! started listening and has given so many good, good thoughts yes. and feedback that I uh, have just been in chat. So I did not successfully compile them like I do when we get them from Instagram or from uh, Spotify. Yes. But I do want to just, the, the, the first thing Dalton said when he first started listening and dropped in the chat. like said that he listened to the first couple episodes of the podcast. You know I dig a discussion of the othering of people in fantasy, especially orcs, my beloveds. Yep. On behalf of all the other orc boys out there, thank you.
1: Yep. So,
0: just wanted to – we haven't gotten to to circle back. We haven't seen the Urgles in a hot second and discussed that. So, I just really wanted to, like, real quick, circle back on the – this one's for you, orc boys. Yep. We got your backs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, Absolutely. Well, uh, Lucy, you want to record the next episode? Yeah, we can record the next episode.
0: Great. Well, then uh, we're going to do that right now. Listeners, you'll hear us in a week. And until next
1: time, she's Lucy Hart. And she's Darian Smart. And this is Aragon. And back again.